On this episode of Why'd You Bring That Up, we talk about WrestleMania Backlash. I've got one question for you. Why'd you bring that up? Why'd you bring that up? Don't you believe that you, yourself, caused, brought on all these problems? You needed me. All I had was my physical and mental powers. Hi, I'm Will. Taylor. And you heard that correctly. Uh, WrestleMania Backlash. No uh, crazy intro this time, though? You were like really straight to the point tonight. Oh, man, I'm about it. Uh, about I'm in, it? I'm in my zone. Are you in your yeah, zone? Yeah, locked and loaded, like a sniper is it, this, sitting this, on the hill. Is it because of this pay-per-view? No, nah, man, I think it was a pretty good pay-per-view. Everybody's going to shit on it because the first half of it was a complete foot, but... <laughs> what do you mean by complete foot? Like, I've never... <laughs> What? It's a complete foot, dude. It's just garbage. No one wants to look at a foot. So, wait, what did feet do to anyone? Feet just stink. Have you seen my feet? They look like fucking rotten potatoes. Well, your feet, I'm All su- feet are not an attractive thing. So, feet I'm are weird. surprised you are able to walk with how your feet look. Yeah, However, for most people, feet are very crucial. Nah, like, feet. I don't know what I would do without mine. You need your feet, but they ain't pleasant. They're like something you have around that you have to have, but it ain't something that's great. Like just like a lawnmower, you know. Nobody's you don't like, care what your lawnmower looks like. Nobody's like. like what the best quality of somebody is like. You know what I mean? My feet are the best quality of me. It's like what? No, come on. Like, <laughs> yeah, people say I have the nicest feet. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. That's weird. Unless you're a foot model, but at that point, I mean, like you're doing a little too much showing off of your feet. However, there is that whole sub genre of people that really just fucking love feet. So uh, yeah, you do have to take weird. them into consideration. Let's be honest. Are they? Though? They're weird. That's weird. How do you know? Did you know two out of five people? Have a foot fetish? Those two to five people are weird. That's a statistic I just made up. Yep. Well, it's a but, statistic that you know, I'll challenge. Nevertheless, you. you do not know who you could be talking to. Listen, man. Who likes feet? If you like feet, do you? But that's not for me. You know what? My the world don't be, move to the beat of just one drum. So, are you telling me you're just afraid to accept your love of feet? Nah, man. I can't do it, bro. Feet are weird looking. I would like. I would. Hands are weird looking too. Hands are like small feet. Well, let's because now you're trying to change the subject. Let's dive a slightly deeper. Are you? Do you envy people with not like uh, rotting feet? I saw something really crazy yesterday. It was a picture of a dude with hands on his feet, like well, he literally had fingers on his feet. Speaking of rotting feet, zombies. Okay, so everybody's going to talk about zombies. This is the same thing that happened to AEW like a couple weeks ago with like the botched jump or whatever. Like, it's just everybody wants to talk about it and pretend like it's like bad. And it's like, but they have to understand that it's like there's a kids section that watches this, and then there's a section for like a little bit older people and adults that watch this. And they have to appease the kids section. Like, kids love this shit. Like, so as much as I've been ragging on uh, Y2J lately, did you see him on fucking Twitter last night? Or, well, not last night. If you're listening to this, it's Wednesday. But today it's Monday. So did you see him? He was like, zombies? This set the wrestling business back 30 years. <laughs> and I was like, you motherfucker. You were waiting for that. You know he was posted up watching it last night, just waiting to make some smart fucking comment. I, Man, all right. Like, I understand they've given The Miz more of these type of angles than anybody in history. He always gets saddled with the bad shit. So let's get this right out there. I fell asleep during this match. You made a grave mistake. This is the first time 
as and as long as I can remember, like since I was a kid, that I fell asleep during wrestling. Now, to be blatantly honest, the person who opens my store and like is my morning manager uh, on the weekends kind of fucking quit this weekend, so I had like to work eight days straight, no big deal. So I was fucking tired anyway from the get. But yeah, I was laying down and I fell asleep during this, so I missed the back end. I'm gonna go back and rewatch it tonight after Raw though. Because I heard that Cesaro uh, Roman match was everything I wanted and more. I'm fully extended on marking out for Team Bailey. Uh, she's incredible. She gets better every week too. People pretend like she doesn't, but I'm so glad to see her back in ring again. It's been a few weeks. Bailey is at like an absolute high, and I swear, like she's at a point where I don't think she could ever turn face again and do it well. Not to say she couldn't do it well, but like she is one of those people, like. Do you, you know there's wrestlers that kind of just cement themselves in a side, you know, whether it be face or heel. And, yeah, they'll dip in their toes into the other side, kind of like Stone Cold, you know what I mean? At his root, he was always kind of that anti-hero where he could jump both sides. And I think that's kind of where Bailey lies, even though she's got a lot of heel tendencies. I think that gimmick will always kind of be that same. Like, it'll just be an extension of her, you know what I mean? It won't ever, like... Oh well, now I'm a face. I'm gonna completely change my whole gimmick. You know what I mean? Like they're actually booking her correctly, where you know they accentuate the things people like about her and tone down the things they hate about her, or vice versa, depending on the role she's playing. You know what I mean? And I, I really like you said, people don't give her enough credit. Like she is constantly just getting better, and she's already great. She's one of the best women's wrestlers of all time. Like. I know I've, like, struck a chord with you because of, like, where I'd place her in that, like, women's, uh, like, horseman chart. I get it. Don't get me wrong. Like, I understand your point of view. I get it. But it's it's also an opinionated list, which is a you can do pretty much anything with it. Like, I understand where you can put Sasha ahead of her. Or, you know what I mean? Like, I get it. I can understand that. Well, and so here's the problem with all of the four horsemen or five horsemen or six horsemen. Like, the the... Women of NXT that really have sparked the movement other than Paige and stuff like that. Because Paige always gets left out of that conversation. Uh, which, I mean... She almost... You could almost put her as like a wrong time person, though. Because she went down right before she could have really started to pu push herself even further into like where women were actually, you know, being pushed and stuff. You know well, what I mean? Well, like, how many times does that happen where you have someone who is just on the brink of really getting where they need to be? Like, Brian Pillman's a perfect example uh, you know what I mean? Like, you have these people that are prime, and something, whether it's wrestling-related or personal life-related, happens, and they're no longer here with us. Um, but another person I was thinking, shit, I've lost my train of thought. Uh, let's rewind a second. Paige, AJ Lee, that's who I was thinking of. So AJ Lee also doesn't get the credit she deserves, even though she was one of the longest... Divas, like, women's champion, whatever. They're you know in what the I mean? same vein. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, because they... AJ Lee was that veteran putting Paige over when she came in, and they really paved the path for then Charlotte and all of them to come in. But the problem with the four horsewomen, which is what I was saying, is they all have their flaws throughout their careers. You know what I mean? They all have those weak spots. So it's really hard to say who's the best one. It's You have to kind of focus on their big push. That's, I think, the best way to examine each of them because at the end of the day, if you look at their big push out of all of them and who 
organically got over and like actually like the fans genuinely either cared about or fucking hated. You know what I mean? It's either or depending on the role they're playing. Becky Lynch. She's the like she had the best run as the man out of any of their other runs. She can very easily cement herself as the best if she comes back and runs shit again. Well, and here's the thing is people are, are like, oh, well, why isn't Becky Lynch fucking back? She had a kid. Pe- you know, rational people have talked about this before. And, I mean, we're not bringing new ground. And fuck, I think we've talked about it already. But, I mean, she had a kid, dude. She's, yeah, I know she's training. I know she's working out and getting back in the thing. But let this lady be a mom. You know what I mean? It's, she did her best. She held WWE on her fucking back as most she could. You know what I mean? But there just comes a point where you have to realize, yeah, these people have a job, but at the same time, they are allowed to have lives. Like, where? Do, why do they have to sacrifice so fucking much for us? It goes back to what we were talking about, I think, like last week or something with, you know, the Chris Jericho blood and guts thing where people are mad that he didn't die. You know what I mean? Or like with the exploding death match. Like, these are real people sacrificing their lives for our entertainment. And people, and I, I think people forget that it's entertainment sometimes, like especially like bringing it back full circle to the zombie thing. Like, it's still entertainment, and I understand that it was really campy and bad. Like, I get that, and they could have done a lot of things to make the zombies look real or whatever, whatever. It's it's there for a reason. It's just like when RoboCop came out. That shit wasn't fire. Well, the shit was campy and bad too. Well, so like I get it that it was like a paid partnership and everything like that, but. And they did it, so this is not the first time they've done it in recent memory. They did it at the Halloween Havoc NXT event uh, last year. So the thing is, is like, I could really understand that because it was a Halloween thing. And usually NXT is really good for just traditional style wrestling show. And that's why I prefer NXT over almost everything that... I wonder WWE if offers. Batista and as like if it's partnership with WWE films. Oh, on that that, as that well. that's exactly what it was. But it was funny. Uh, did you see him on Twitter? He was like, hey, or people were like tweeting at him. They're like, "What the fuck's going on with these zombies?" He was like, "Hey, don't tweet me. Tweet Vince." <laughs> like, what a stud! But it's I get it. I understand. I can I can appreciate I think, where they're coming from. But at the end of the day. Like you said, it's campy, it's corny, it's cheesy. And and maybe they shouldn't have done it because it took eyes off the back half of the pay-per-view, which was so good. That's what I'm saying. It's like, and now, here's the more That Roman part. match was incredible, too, dude. Like, nobody's so, talking about it today. I fell asleep during uh, the pay-per-view, but apparently the zombies ate Morrison and uh, Miz. Is that yeah. true? We'll see if they pop up today, what they're going to show up as zombies. Yeah, like, tonight, are they zombies now? Uh, who knows? So, here's, like, at least they... You know what would have been really cool for me, Right? They're they're not away from cinematic stuff, obviously. Damien Priest is on the edge of kind of like a more like metal gimmick. You know what I mean? Like, I think you could have been a little bit more clever. Let's rebook it for a second. Why don't we have normal lumberjacks, right? And like, you had some cool people. Like, did you know Scotty Too Hotty was one of the lumberjacks? Have you like seen the pictures yeah. circulating? Why don't you have these normal ass people, right? You film a cinematic version of it, and then all of a sudden Damien Priest does something like army of darkness style blah 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 and then turns the people into fucking zombies at least that would be you know it would get your attention a little bit more like 
Because to me, like, dude, for them to be like, oh, yeah, these people are dead and they're killing people. Also, they're able to climb all this stuff and everything like that, but they can't get through the ropes. This, honestly, though, this has been the same thing over and over again, and nobody's going to leave and nobody's going to stop watching. So why would they not just try to make some more money? And think about it. Last year, we had the Rey Mysterio eye gouge match that everyone universally hated. We, I didn't meet a person that liked it the entirety of the time. Well, it was really nice to see him and Dominic fucking win, though. I don't fuck with Dominic. Am I the only one? He's not. doesn't look like a wrestler. He's boring. Do you want me to give you my honest take on him? For how green he is, he's really good. However, I really do kind of loathe the fact that they just threw him in there because he's fucking Rey Mysterio's son. Yes, he's good, and he's probably been training for fucking years and everything like that, but it's like there are so many more people who deserve opportunities where Dominic Mysterio is just... you know. It's and the thing is, like all. every time they wrestle a match, it seems like it's, like it's a predictable finish of how it's going to happen. You know what I mean? Like when the match started last night, he gets hurt before the match and doesn't oh, show yeah. up, and then it's like, okay, we know he's going to show up. We know they're going to win. Well, you know on, what I mean? It's on, just like... Well, the whole part about it is they're just booking the whole... The entire time they've booked Dominic and Ray, it's been dog shit. So, I mean, maybe if they were afforded a good storyline and something to actually build on, who knows? We could be talking completely different, or at least you could be talking differently. I, they're booking I, Ray like they book legends, either really bad with a with a, a side gimmick like they do Ric Flair and Charlotte, I, or it's like they book them in like big show matches where it's nonsense. So I don't want to say like an exact year or anything like that, but I don't remember the last time they fucking booked Ray Mysterio seriously. It like if you know what I mean, like just like you're saying, like the legends and stuff like that. Like I've. I don't remember a program they're booking Rey Mysterio just like how they're booking Jeff Hardy right now. Let's talk about Jeff Hardy. They Poor fucking Jeff. jobbed him out the other day. Um, I don't know if we talked about it last week, but I just want to see that boy like he should leave. land on his feet. He should. He should leave. He's arguably, as a singles wrestler, better in his TNA run, despite you know the whole situation with Sting and stuff like that. He's better. Well, he was better in Impact, you know? Like... And I think he had a really good run in the early days of WWE too. The 2000, I know it was a he, tag team. He had a thing, lot but... of botches. Well, that's what I'm saying. As a singles competitor, he was better in Impact. Uh, and you know, I'll die on that hill. But so, so before we get done with this, I want to talk about this Roman match because he is continuing to progress and get better every week. I was telling Gabby this the other day. If you would have told me like three years ago that the only thing I really care about in WWE right now is Roman Reigns, I'd laugh in your fucking face. I'd be like, you're wrong. But honestly, he he gets it. And I genuinely think he is starting to mirror how The Rock ascended to fame. Because if you think about it, you know, they you have the Rocky Maivia character. As soon as he comes in, you know, really like baby face, blah, 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 doesn't fucking work. Yes, Roman was super over in the shield and everything like that, which you can kind of reverse how things happen because after that, you know, he got in the nation of domination and that's where he kind of popped. Fucking Roman was in the shield and that's where he got big. So it's like they reversed those two stages of Roman's career and because they just tried to push, you know, green Roman Reigns, not so much green, but like not a person you could take as a serious main event player. That's where their failures were, especially with them trying to drive him down our throat because he's related to The Rock. Do you realize now what the whole gimmick is? It's not, hey, 
you know, our family, including The Rock, recruiting or including Rikishi, like including Umaga, all of that people. He's like, no, I'm the head of the table. I'm why this family's fucking important. And that's the difference now. They're acknowledging him, you know, no pun intended, but like they're putting everything on him and he's gotten a lot better, but you pair him with Paul Heyman. Yes, Paul Heyman doesn't talk, but you know, he was like, Roman, you're this fucking close from being on the tip of everyone's tongue. You make these slight adjustments. He is now. He's done it. He's being, exactly. He's, he's being, done and, it. but he's being himself. He's being a accentuated version of himself. And that's, Everyone knows that's where you get the best fucking promo is when you have someone just be a genuine version of themselves. You can kind of do that with everybody, though. Stone Cold is just an extenuated version of himself. Chris Jericho is just an extenuated version of himself. You're right. The Rock is just an extenuated version of himself. And that's what I'm saying is so you take these personalities and you just, like, put them on a higher scale, like, in, in front of a bigger audience and stuff like that, and you let them succeed. The heel work has become... he's. Just leaps and bounds, jumping mountains on becoming this heel character that he is, though, over the last year. Ten years from now, we're going to be talking about him in the same breath as your your, your Rocks, your Stone Colds, your John Cena's. Like, you're going to be your Roman Reigns. Like he, He's going to be the, the voice of this generation, for sure. Where they have done everything they can to make Drew McIntyre the face of the company, which, nothing but respect, but they need to let him be him. That's the the difference between Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre, and that's why Roman Reigns is headlining the pay-per-views, and Drew McIntyre is in that second or third match down, is because they are writing Drew McIntyre stuff. They're like, hey, this is the kind of baby face. I want Drew McIntyre to just be the man. That's, just, that's all. You can do it without being a heel, though. It's kind of weird, though, in that match that they had last night, that all three of those guys, I know they aren't the same, but they're kind of the same. Like, they're all kind of big, you know, like, uh, alpha male guys. You just have a bunch of big, beefy boys slapping meat. But the thing is, when you do that, you don't have any parody in characters. So it makes it almost, for me, almost boring. It's too many of the same thing. You know what I mean? Like, it's like you're serving me a plate of meatloaf with a side of meatloaf. With a, oh, you know what I mean? A like cup. two different kinds. Like you have yeah, like ketchup like, meatloaf and then brown gravy right, yeah, meatloaf. Yeah, it's like I don't really like, I like meatloaf, but I don't know that I like meatloaf this much. And then you have like a Salisbury steak with it's it It's not so bad if you have meatloaf with a side of potatoes though. You know what I mean? It's oh, just, yeah. it's weird to give me just meatloaf and meatloaf with some more meatloaf. I love that you chose meatloaf for this analogy, but you know, I'm totally here for it. It's just, it's a weird thing. Like I think everybody else really enjoyed that match, but it was a miss for me because I just, those are the kind of matches that bore me and they do them. So much now with everywhere Braun Strowman goes, they only book him against big people except for Shane. And that's not even like a match. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was a joke match. All right. So let me ask you something, Taylor. Uh, and I think I kind of want to add a little bit of flavor to these. Why'd you bring that up to make our lives easier? So we know what we're going to fucking talk about every week. Uh, so next week, I know what I want to talk about. Um, two things. They were kind of what I wanted to talk about this week, but I don't think you've watched either. So I want to save them for next week, and we're kind of behind on them. But with, uh, you know, God damn it, Dark Side of the Ring being uh, a thing again, you know, season three and everything, I kind of want to talk about those episodes. And I have a lot of uh, 
Strong opinions on the Nick Gage episode, which I don't... I'll watch the Nick Gage one. We can talk about it. Have, have you talked it? I know of it? what it's about. I just haven't really watched it yet. All right, go steal my cable and watch it, uh, but it's a good time. Did Moxley show up again with him last night? Yeah, he did at uh, fucking draft day, I think I know, the GCW. Uh, dude, I have very strong opinions about him, and not to say, like, you know, I do love hardcore wrestling. Speaking of that, you know, rest in peace, New Jack. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, fuck did you see that paul Heyman tribute yeah i did it was very touching it made me feel all kinds of ways i saw a video of uh new jack like surprising jim Cornette in like a room earlier this week and it was like pure happiness on jim Cornette's face when he saw him he comes in the door he's like you motherfucker oh my god <laughs> i'm intrigued to see uh what his thoughts are gonna be on it because you know obviously smoky mountain wrestling and everything yeah. like that so yeah, rest in peace, New Jack. I'm not going to... I don't know what else to really say, but yeah. Oh, we're going to talk about Nick Gage in that episode of Dark Side of the Ring, and then I think... We'll you know, probably we, talk some current wrestling, too, I'm sure. We'll talk current wrestling, but also I want to talk about the little 10-minute special they did after the Brian Pillman Dark Side of the Ring episode where RVD talks about legalizing weed and his issues in WWE with being a superstar who smoked marijuana i'll check it out i haven't seen that either so i'm sure i'll be more versed uh next week all right so we have some twitters uh at jaded wrestling at god jerry taylor hassler one it's uh, the world baby kevin rogan redbeard pirate ah. kevin rogan redbeard pirate one and you can also follow kevin's podcast at year of pod and keep an eye out actually wait shit they have a twitter i don't even remember the handle but uh too old for this shit motherfucking Al and Kevin's new podcast is out and about on Twitter now, so you can go ahead and follow that. Yeah, so it's Tot Spod. Tot Spod. Go ahead and follow that shit on Twitter, too. And then go ahead and do me a favor. Check out all of our shit. We put out weekly and biweekly content for you. We have interviews. Uh, we obviously talk about current wrestling on Why'd You Bring That Up. We talk about old wrestling on Before You Were Jaded. Kevin and Duke talk about even fucking older wrestling on Year of Pod, and we talk about different variations of wrestling on the Jaded Family discussions and different topics. And then Tots Pod, uh, the new podcast from Al and Kevin, they're going to be talking about you know collecting figures and all that different wrestling memorabilia. Who knows? Maybe I'll pop up on there in some time, and it's a good time, you know. I Jaded wrestling, won't, but I like the energy. I'm going to listen to all that shit. You know, you know, you know, but yeah. Content I might get for you into it, days. bro. If I could just make a name for myself for collecting Judy Bagwell So figures. here's the thing. You collect, you just don't collect figures. You collect like 8x10s and like different, you collect different wrestling memorabilia, just not figures. I've almost uh, almost bought into a couple figures lately, though. Like uh, I've been seeing some ones I really like. I only want joke figures. Is See, that weird? Uh, I can understand that. <laughs> uh, fucking... Al sent Kevin a uh, Vader figure, and I'm super fucking jealous. But he also sent me the hardest fucking Justin Cardible figure from Kmart back in the day, so I really can't complain because Al's an icon. And once again, welcome his child to the family. Owen, Owen Jaded, that's the new name, even though that's not Alan's last name. <laughs> but we still love you, Al. Uh, but I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up. We'll wrap it. Wrap it like a Christmas bow. Thank you for uh, listening. Why'd you bring that up? Get out of here, RK, bro.